This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Home and Away here on the No Ceilings NBA podcast feed. I'm Stephen Gillespie, but you know that because you heard me yesterday on Draft Deeper with co-host Maxwell Bombach. But today, man, I got such a fun show lined up. It's a This is a draft podcast, so you know we're going to talk draft. Um, but I'm kind of labeling this one like, don't forget where you come from. Because we're going to be talking about basketball, which my guest and I have been fans of basketball our whole lives. We're going to be talking WrestleMania, which my guest and I have been wrestling fans our whole life. And my guest today gave me the pathway to be where I am now. So he's been gracious enough to host myself and a lot of my other No Ceiling brothers here here on the network. And it's only right that we return the favor. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Chris LeBron. Chris, what's up, my man? Hey, man, that's a hell of an intro. Hell of an intro. I appreciate that, bro. You know, we've, when you came on my show, I I mentioned like how we got started. It started with an email, an email and a reply. And it it was, to me, it's always cool when someone asks me to come on their show. And it's, we've taken off ever since that show. Like I hopped on your show and it's like, it was like instant, instant like chemistry, and you're like, yeah. like he knows what he's talking about. I like the way you formatted the show, and then we just, we've made this what's three plus years or whatever it's been since we've you know talked to each other about you know everything, you know. So it, it's been a fun ride, and and to see your success, bro. You know, I'm I'm uh, always uh, happy to see your your grind and all that. So uh, you know, I'm ready, man. I appreciate you for having me on. Oh yeah, so real quick, man. Like I know who you are. Everyone at No Ceilings know who you are. But we've had some developments on the network for a little while now. And so there might be some ears that may that may not know Chris LeBron and what you do, man. So I want to give you the opportunity to kind of share your network, kind of your history and what you got going on, man. Let the people know in the beginning of this episode where they can find you and your work. Yeah, so you could follow me like off the ball pod. It's where I'm most active. I'm talking every 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 type of basketball. You name it, I'm talking it. You know, uh it's it's crazy how like I even got started, like yeah, it was it was. I remember summer nineteen, when the Knicks just <laughs> Knicks didn't have a great off season to say the least. At the moment, at the moment, shocker, yeah. yeah, shocker. You know, at that point, we, we're used <laughs> to that, and it was one of the most. It was it was a it was a very uh, low point as a fan of the team, and there's been a lot of low points, but that was probably the lowest. And I just started doing a podcast and just started and all that, and just went with it. And you know, I've done this in the past, but it, you know, on and off you know, and all that. But this time I was like, I'm going to stick with this. 
I'm gonna write it yeah. out and let's see how it goes. I'll do ten episodes, and if I'm not feeling it, at least I gave it ten shots. You know, not do like because you know the, the they say all the stats and all that after the mm-hmm. first one, like it drops like sixty whatever the percentages are. So I just went with it and just kept getting more confident, getting more better. I was like, you know what, I gotta what's the right equipment and all that. I was like, let me invest and in all that, and then just kept getting you know, and then reaching out to people in the draft space, and that's where I kind of got confident i was like oh yeah and i remember man backcock who was my first big guest mm-hmm. sent them an email i was like i'm probably not gonna get a reply that same day hit hit me back and i was like oh now i'm like okay how do i do this <laughs> <laughs> i've done it with friends but i was like yeah now this is someone that like is respected in the basketball community is like oh i gotta i gotta this i gotta take this serious like okay and then I did it with him. We did an hour and I learned so much in that hour. And I was like, Oh, I don't know enough basketball. I thought I did. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know enough. And I learned that. And I was like, the draft is so much fun and all that. And I was like, going to get dive in more to that. And that just kind of s- just snowballed into what it, when I've done now and all that. And, you know, just the amount of dope people I've met throughout the whole, like the, you're, you know, no ceilings. Like I remember talking to a bunch of you guys before even I'm like, why doesn't this person have more than 50 followers? Like, it's kind of crazy yeah. and all that. And it just, you know, and I'm like, and it, it's kind of cool seeing you guys, you know, uh, grow and all that. And like I said, with us, and then we just started talking draft. And it was like, yo, kind of like talking draft. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Doing these live drafts and like people like, you know, hitting me up and like, and then it just turned into something that I didn't expect. I was like, whoa, whoa. Now I got dads hitting me up, be like, hey, can you get my kid on your show so they can get some? I was like, yo, this is great. Talking to scouts, talking to people from Clutch. I was like, yo, this is, this is cool. I never expected it. And it just took off from there. And now to have a point where like people, you know, um, like look forward to draft time and they ask me to like come on their show. I was like, I don't even think I'm like, I'm not a, to where you guys are doing like really in depth, but like, I'm like, that's cool for people to actually to come on their show, talk to draft or like when they think about, a, you know, when some of the best, you know, uh, you know, draft heads ask me to come on, do like a, a mock draft and represent the Knicks and all that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. And like what we would do, we were doing a show for a while, you know? Um, and you know, how much, you know, we were able to help each other and see you and then you get an opportunity to know ceiling. That's pretty big. And like, this that's why the draft is so like i forgot about any other sports even <laughs> i used to be into the nfl draft hard i can't yep. other than like the the typical names we hear like i can't i don't know who's the 15th best player in the <laughs> 15th best player in the nba draft is coming up and maybe even next year but like i'm like, oh baseball I'm like, oh i've been so glued to basketball it's been so much and like these last three years it's it's been so much fun it's been mm-hmm. like that. Like I said, the amount of people I've met and and network with and like have real relationships with is something I've never envisioned that happened. Like we're doing this right now. Like I didn't envision to like us have a, and it's not just basketball. We, we've had very deep conversations and all where it, it turned into, and we've never even met in person yet. No. And I know like if we were ever to meet in person, it would be like, as if we were, we've been knowing each other for 15 years and all whole that. life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just, those are the things that have been the dopest part is the relationships I've been able to build and all that. It's one thing to have a dope guest and all that, but I know that guest that I have, I have a relationship with that person. 
you know, mm-hmm. and we'd be able, and even with players, I've, I've had a relationship with kids that were coming out of the draft a few years ago that we still talk to. And it's like, it's, it's been fun. This whole basketball thing is taking over and it's like, it, it, it's just been a blast, bro. Like, this is dope that I'm doing this. Like, I've been excited. I didn't get to sleep, bro. I've been, I've been writing down <laughs> process. I've been watching Jordan Hawkins highlights again, you know, I was like, a bunch of guys and all that. I was like, like this is, this is dope. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this, bro. And of course, WrestleMania talk. I can't wait for that. Dude, we, we, it's like I said, like the, I'm going to title this podcast podcast it's you know home and away with chris lebron never forget where you come from man because like i said you yes. you you took a chance on me you know um with the uh, off the ball network and uh i had a pretty i would say decently successful for two years of having an nba podcast you know sponsorships with manscape and we stuff like did, that we did well and i, I always yeah. look back and it's like everybody wants more right you always want more of course I'm that, but it's like a network that just I just started from like just an idea. Mm-hmm. We got a, some pretty, you know, some a lot of respect. You yeah. know, uh, we got a lot of respect where you see off the ball network and you're like, okay, they got those something. Dudes know they, sports, those dudes yeah. know sports, and like for you to be able to go on and do bigger, better things, and a lot of guys have left. You know, I've gone on to do some pretty cool things. You know, our guy Jerks at ESPN and all ESPN. That. Like, that's huge. Yeah. I'm like, I, you know. If I'm like the the, the double A, <laughs> if I'm the G League, <laughs> you know, some people when they take that to a fan, like, oh, I want to be a. Everybody wants to. It's like but sometimes you can be real and all that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm cool being the G League. If people are gonna come to me, be like, hey, what's this guy? He's he's good, and and, I, and I'm always I'm always I'm not one. Oh, you can't have him, can't poach him. It's like, no, I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> he's really good at this. You know, and all that. Yeah. Like they've come a long way, and you've seen the people at the network that have grown from. You know, not to say nothing, but like grow from not having a big base to puppies, like now yeah. puppies, and to now they're you know they're full on dogs and all that. So that to me is also a great part of seeing that as people seeing grow from a network that just started from you know just an idea and like kind of you know has has the respect it has to this day. Yeah, it's got that New York hustle to it. You know what I'm saying? So you know yep, you got to represent. Yep. You represent the Knicks. You represent. The Giants, you represent all of sports, and you're just mm-hmm. you're you're an everyday man's man. You know what I'm saying? So you know from the relationship that we've had, from you giving me a shot, from us podcasting together, doing shows together, all that. I'm so su- I'm super excited to have you on today's show, brother. But we we got we got the mushy gushy stuff out the way. You know we got to start <laughs> with that. But so we're a draft show. I kind this is almost a formality because I'm really excited about our next conversation, but. I got to get you on here, man, because like you mentioned, you you got an eye for talent. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to ask you for five prospects that you are considering like your dudes, like guys that you mm-hmm. watch and you're you're all about it. And just to put it out there, this isn't, you know, Scoot Henderson, Victor Wimbanyama, Brandon yeah, Miller, yeah. like not the top dudes. These are your favorite or, you know, some prospects that you enjoy watching. So the first one that you have is a is a name that's rising a lot you know i've seen a, a few people release you know draft breakdown footage of him i have him 10th on my board and i was able to watch him in person and interview him that's taylor Hendricks out of ucf man so i know why i like him i have him mm-hmm. in my top 10 there's people at no ceilings that like him even more than me so how much do you like him and what about his game just kind of speaks to you i i love his game I, I I've been on the train with him, you know, since the first time I saw him play early mm-hmm. this season, and it just he has all the traits you want in, in an NBA wing. He has the size six nine, 
well, probably seven foot of wingspan and all that can shoot, can shoot mm-hmm. consistently too, can defend and all that. And it's just something I'm like, oh my God, I just visioned him on the Knicks. I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I, I tried to put them on my team and like, oh, I would love this player. And you know, could Tibbs, um, could he play for Tibbs? Would would Hendricks be a Tibbs? He play guy? he could play defense. So if he could play defense, he he'll he'll be on the court and all that. And then everything go. else will come into fruition and he'll like that because I think the offense can translate and all that. But yeah, he he's just he's just someone that I've just been on. And when I'm on someone, I'm on it. And so like he's been someone that I heard about in the, in the high school scene and all that. And I was like, all right, let me follow, let me follow him and see. And he is just, he's just risen a lot this year and all that. And and what's good is like with about him is that it didn't like, especially when it's non-conference play, sometimes records yeah. and stats can be a little, you know, inflated, you know, cause you're playing against freaking, you know, North Carolina, upstate down central Connecticut <laughs> university and it's like, all right, you know, but then in conference play, you see it, it, it matched up and all that, the stats, you know, even, you know, uh, staying, you know, at the same level. So you saw that progress. Okay. He could, he could play. You see him against big time competition, you know, um, and I was like, okay, this, this kid is, this kid is good and yeah. all that. And like some of the, the little things like, you know, how he reacts and, you know, when a guy drives and he's coming from the weak side and all that, it's the little things I saw. And I'm like, Oh, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, if some, if he gets into the right program, in the NBA, man, if, if somebody molds him properly, this this kid can be, you know, a potential All Star level player, and I think that's why people are finally seeing that, and that's why he's risen, right? Some people have him as high as ten, and all yeah. that, and I'm like, you know, he, he's someone that's just, I, I he's very intriguing. He could shoot it, you know, like I said, his length and all that, super athlete and all that. So he's just someone that just he just he's gonna wow a lot of people, especially going to the combine. Yeah, yeah. He's going to wow a lot of people, make a lot of people. And it's crazy because it feels like we get one of these under the radar, pro, like guys who are not top 10 guys coming out, you know, high school and all that. And they, they, and then suddenly they're a top 10 pick. And he, I feel like he's going to be one of them. He's going to be a special one. Yeah. So we actually talked about him yesterday on draft deeper. And he's mm-hmm. a guy that I had as one of the biggest risers. And I spoke about him glowingly. You know, I had a chance, like just, listening to him talk about his game and how he assesses where he is mm-hmm. chris it's i always find it super appealing whenever you whenever you hear a dude talk about his game in a realistic manner you mm-hmm. know it's not he's not one of these dudes is like nah you know just my role on this team y'all i haven't gotten to show my full bag yet like there's more to my game to mm-hmm. where you kind of almost have to take dude at his word taylor was very upfront with me when i asked him you know hey you're, you've made all these strides in your game. What What's next on, on your to-do list as far as like your improvements? And he said, my handle, definitely my handle. Yes. I know that if I want to unlock mm-hmm. my full potential, I got to be able to be trusted with the ball in my hand. And that was the thing that I wanted him to say, like when I framed the question and he 4.0 answered it, man. Like he was, he was all over it. And I think with an improved handle, obviously as he gets bigger and older, he's going to get mm-hmm. stronger. You know what I mean? So that'll help those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But being able to come in, Chris, like you said, at 6'9", shooting 40% from deep, being an incredible rotational shot block and playmaker. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, if you if you want to know why I like Taylor Hendricks, watch, watch him play. Don't even look at the ball when he's on defense. Just watch him. Eventually, you'll end up watching the ball, like when it's all said and done. Like he finds his way to the ball handler pretty frequently. Yeah. You mentioned the competition. I remember – he was dominating. He had one great game against Drew Pember for UNC Asheville, and that was like mm-hmm. a clash of the Titans for some of these like unsung heroes. 
Yep. And then he was going to go play against Houston. And we were talking about it for on our No Ceilings group chat. And we were like, hey, man, like this is his first big test. And he stood up, man, because no, he Hendrick, played good. He played Hendrick's good. played good. And Jairus Walker is not a small guy. <laughs> so large being, man. Very yeah, large man. He is a mountain. So I was pretty impressed with that. And then ever since December, I've been like, this dude is an NBA player. It's just a what yes. degree do you believe that he is, you know? So um, yes. I'm, w- I'm with you on Taylor. Now the next guy. You already said his name earlier. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Hawkins. Now, he is a very popular player um, mm-hmm. among the No Ceilings uh, crew that we have here. I have him at 20. I'm probably like one of the I, the quote-unquote low men on him, but I I feel like I see what people are seeing with him. Um, but how do, you, how do you break down his game? Because I feel like his strength is a really prominent strength, but I'm interested to see what you think about the rest of his game. And and I know because it's the shooting, right? Obviously, and then you yeah. look at like his overall field percentage, and it doesn't match, right? Because he's a better mm-hmm. three point shooter. But I think there's more to his game, and I think okay. that's what's intriguing about it because he has the athletic ability, he has the, some of the twitchiness. You know, I, I've just I was watching a few highlights, and he's almost yamming on people. So I'm mm-hmm. like, there's there's more to it. And we know in college sometimes, you know, you can't show your full bag essentially. And I feel like with him, it's like yes. The shooting, off ball shooting, everything, off picker, everything is like it, it gets people like thinking like Seth Curry. But I'm like, I think Seth Curry with a little bit more athleticism. And to okay. me, that's the intriguing thing with him because he could do all that. And then he can then he can get to the basket. No, I think, think he needs to do that more. I feel like I mm. want to see him do that more because he can do that. You know, because, you know, you think it's because he's on a deep UConn team. You I think, think that's, that's exactly there's so many guys on that. And especially, you know, in college. You know, when you got so many guys, you, you you're just not gonna be able to show that. And I think he's someone that, you know, is going to be very intriguing and all that. And if he's able to to get to do a little bit more with the ball in his hand and get to the basket more, I think you're gonna see more of his game. And it's gonna be scary because now, how do you guard him? He can get yeah. take you off the dribble, and then you know he, he's gonna do his little Seth Curry, Seth, Steph Curry stuff, <laughs> and, and like it's gonna be tough to guard. I think that's what has me so intrigued with him. And why a lot of people are true because I think there's another level. Not, the shooting is going to be there, but like there's another sure. level to his game where um, that's very scary. So I think that's why people are starting to pick up on him. And think, whoa, you know, um, I, in that twenty range, if he's in that twenty range, someone's going to get themselves oh, dude, a hell yeah. of a player. They're going to yeah. get a hell of a player. No, for sure. And I think with me, it's like he looks like he's a better athlete defensively than he does on the mm-hmm. offensive end, which if you got to pick one to be more athletic in, I would say defense is probably where you're going to do yourself the most favors. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. The the connective stuff kind of has me worried about thrusting him like into that lottery, like potential top 10 range. No, I get you on that. The, the, the being chased off the line stuff worries me a little bit, but at the same time, he can relocate so well. Like exactly. he's a very good guy at what um Corey Tolliver calls 0.5 basketball, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like you catch the ball, you got the shot, you got the drive. All right, throw the pass. And then when he throws the pass, he's not just hanging out in one spot. Mm-hmm. He is immediately relocating somewhere else. Like he he might have like the most miles on his tires um yeah. out of any prospect this season because mm-hmm. he's constantly Definitely. moving. So and the movement shooting is a real thing too, you know, mm-hmm. like it. It kind of worries me though because there are there are a lot of good shooters in this draft. I think hands down he's the best movement shooter. Oh, but for I sure. think hundred percent. I'm also curious too, Chris. Do you think he's really six <laughs> five? That could you be. Think a he's really six five. That could be a stretch. <laughs> okay. Could yeah, be a I think a stretch. I'm very interested in what his measurements are because I don't. That's going to be clutch. That's going to be very crucial. 
Yeah, I mean, it it, it is for a lot of people, but at 6.5, I think that's like one of those metrics where like if you're under, I think people are going to knock you more severely as opposed to like if you're listed at 6.8, but you're really like 6.6, six, 6.7, six, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I if think he's like 6.2, if- 6.3, six, I think it could, but if he's legit 6.5 or 6.4 and some change, yeah, okay. that's definitely someone that, you know, uh, you get intrigued. But if he's 6.2, I think, as you can say, he does. He does te- te- has a tendency to get moved off. You know, if you get a stronger defender and all that, then yeah. he definitely get pushed off. And like I said, it's not going to be as easy. You know, um, at, at the NBA level, but um, if he's a legit six four six five, I think that helps him a lot. So that's going to be interesting to see at the combine what happens with that. Measure. I love the comps too that I hear with him. Like I can't get Buddy Hilled out of my head whenever I'm comparing Jordan Hawkins. Buddy I see Hilled a lot of Buddy. Good. Buddy yeah. Hilled is a good one. There's some Quentin Grimes to him too. Okay. Uh, you know, and I had visions of him and Quentin and Hawkins in New York with Brunson, you know, and, and all that. And Hart, and yeah, yeah, we have a nice little thing going there. But yeah. Um, no RJ? What's up? What's up? No RJ? RJ, that's a podcast in itself. Okay. All right. Yeah. RJ we'll, 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 we'll push that aside. We'll push that aside. I, I love him, but I have inter- a love hate relationship with RJ Barrett. <laughs> there you go. All right. Speaking of guys that we love, I love. Trace Jackson Davis. I I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. You know, I wrote about him um, during the season. The thing that interests me the most and the thing that has like made him so appealing to me, Chris, is like the one thing we've always said about Trace is that he just needs to shoot the ball mm-hmm. and he goes and gets ready for the combine. He runs a lot of guard drills and skills and all that stuff gets sick, can't do anything, comes back. And guess what, Chris? He doesn't shoot the ball. But you know what he but you know what he does do? He playmakes. Like it turns out that at his position, mm-hmm. not every five needs to be able to shoot the ball to improve their draft stock. Sometimes you can just be a post playmaker too, like a legit one. Like yep. a legit and, playmaker and a big. Good one. <laughs> legit yes. good one. Absolutely. So the growth in his playmaking, the assist, his movement, the rim protection, he's a little undersized yes. at 6'9", at but he has incredible leaping ability and Black he shot. is strong AF. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you like about Trace, man? Like, let's just let let's let the love on flow here on, on TJD. You hit it on the head because everybody and their mama was like, oh, he needs to be a better shooter and all mm-hmm. that. And I was like how does a guy go from not being a shooter to suddenly, you know, shooting, you know, a hundred threes in this, that doesn't really happen. Maybe over Especially time. Especially in Indy's offense too. Like yeah. he's, he's, he's getting fed in the post and he's dominating. So like, exactly. why is coach Woodson going to be like, Hey dude, like let's go up a hundred threes a year. <laughs> yeah. all that because the NBA scouts are telling you, you have to shoot and all that. And it's like, that's just not the case. Especially when you're dominant in the post and all that. So to me, that was the big thing is like, okay, let's see what he improves. And I'm like, oh, I could just, I'm not, and I think, you know, he could have fed into that and be like, all right, let me just work on, and I'm sure he worked on it, but it sure. worked. Maybe it just, it didn't flow. It doesn't flow in the offense and all that. So he just like, all right, there's got to be something else. And he worked on the playmaking. The passing was superb this season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, 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 it, and I felt like that got people to be like, okay. The shooting is not – he's not going to be a three-point. Maybe over time, because sometimes, like, sure. Brooke Lopez, you'll see, like, 10 years Al down the line. Yeah. Al Horford. When the guys are not athletic enough and they have to – maybe down the line. But that's – we're talking about maybe a decade or, or more, five plus 10 years down the line. The playmaking, 
is what mm-hmm. I saw. And I was like, ah, oh, I love it. I love it. And I loved him before, last year, even without, you know, all that playmaking and all that. I still I still thought maybe he's a top 45. Like I, I, I bet on the talent and all that, his shot blocking and – that's what it, that was the biggest thing is the playmaking. So yeah, I can't. I can, I'm not going to be a three point shooter, but hey, guys, I could pass it. And on the post, that's yeah. still a valuable ass. Even in the NBA, that's still a valuable thing to be able to pass out them. Because in today's age of big men, if you can't pass out of a double Talk team or anything, you're not playing. Mm. You're not playing. We see the, some of the bigs that were relevant five, and they're not relevant now because they can't get passed out of a double team and all that. You can't pass and all that. You're you're not going to be on the court much, you know. You know, uh, and we're seeing the evolution of the big man passing. You know, some of the best big men. You know, uh, you look at Joker; like he, he's tremendous yeah. and all that. We see a lot Sabonis. of bonus. You know, Sabonis, Sangoon, Sangoon, so yeah. yeah. You know, some of those guys can can pass it. Rob Williams cool. got some passing. Yeah, yeah. You know all that. So like, th- that's what I saw, and that's what I loved. I was like, okay, like this kid is legit, and he 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 he, he dominated a lot of games. You know, I think he had a. Didn't he have like a 10 block game this year against uh I forgot who um uh I forgot who but he had like a non a 10 block game this year like he really showed that impact on the defensive side and I feel like we tend to you know with five star players because he was a five star coming out we tend to just like all right he's a senior five he was a five star he's mm-hmm. a senior now uh that does that's not a first round pick and all that but when you watch his, his gameplay and his constant you know evolution each year. That's yep. something that is still valuable and, and all that. Yeah, he's a senior, but this kid's gonna come in, is he? And he's gonna be able to make, you know, maybe you know, play some real minutes right away, and yeah. play good minutes too. Be able to defend some of these bigger bigs and like say, but his passing and all that. So, I think someone's gonna be able to get themselves a great player, great leader. You know, we saw his leadership this year and all that. Um, and man, he, he's just a real gamer, and and he can affect on both sides of the ball. And all. so this kid is—he came back, and his stock's gonna get better. I I don't see how he's not a first round pick and all that. I think he is. I would, especially in the back end and all that. Um, yep. So I got him twenty fourth right now. Yeah, that's and, that's a good spot. That's a good spot. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head, man. When you talk about like him being a returner and coming in, I think that we need to kind of tone it down a little bit on the age conversation and like yeah. how important it is, at least in the first a couple of seasons, man, because all these young dudes just aren't ready. Chris, like let's talk about some of the NBA players right now who were having great success in their rookie season. Uh, Walker Kessler wasn't mm-hmm. a first year. It wasn't a one and done. Uh, no. uh, Keegan Murray, not a one and done. Yeah. Um, ben Matherin, not a one and done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Williams, not a one and done. So, I mean, there's, a lot of these rookies that are coming out having success that are going to be like on first all NBA, like all rookie first teams, multi-year dudes, man. So, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, getting those reps in, reps are very important. It's one thing if you're a a hypothetical player out of one season and you have tools and potential but not talent and production, and you come in and you don't get those reps, like it's it's hard to actualize that potential. You know what I mean? Like yep. so much of it is situation, timeline, expectations, all of that. Mm-hmm. So Trey Jackson Davis coming in late first round, some of these teams with multi-picks, like the Pacers, you know, they might be able to get them a, a value play at the back end of the first he'd be, round. He'd be perfect for the Pacers. Perfect. Yeah, I think they'd go nuts, man. I think they'd oh. go nuts. All right, so let's get to your fourth guy. And I saw a very bold tweet from someone that I follow on Twitter um, that said that Kobe Bufkin 
gives them uh who was it uh Jalen Brunson vibes if I'm not Jalen Brunson vibes so uh obviously that's gonna make him very valuable in your eyes I Mm -hmm. have him as a 22nd prospect could be talked up a little bit I'm not gonna lie Mm-hmm. But talk to me about Kobe Bufkin, man, because it's that's high praise coming from you saying that he gives you Brunson vibes. He, it, it's crazy if you just you know uh, if you just watch him and you watch Brunson right after you're like, oh, I see it. Yeah, and it took me a little bit to to see it. I, I have heard some people say that, and I was like, okay, because sometimes comps. I I don't even like comping because all that because then it sets you up. It could set you up to fail and like, oh, this guy yeah. didn't up to be that. But I'm like. Wow, a lot of his moves, a lot of those stop and goes, the spin move, the jump, you know, the mid-range and all. I'm like, it's very Brunson-like, you know, mm-hmm. and he's a little taller than Brunson, you know, and all that. And I was like, oh my God, this kid is this kid is legit and all. And he just he got better throughout the year. Um, and all that. Where I'm like, I think he's I think he's the team's best player. I think we thought maybe Jet was the best player, yeah. you know, um, you know, the best perimeter player and all that. But I was like, I think Kobe's the, the best player on his team and all that and he could do more than jet you know um i think yeah, jet can do the next hand, level. Yeah. yeah yeah with the ball in his hand i think jet can do some good things as far as shooting in the next level but Kobe, i think there's legit like three level potential and all that and um the shooting improved so much from from, from year one to year two freshman year to sophomore year and all that yeah. they and he's just he's very relaxed he's not he's not out of control you know especially in pick and rolls finds his spots and all that a lot of this and you look at it, it's like that's well, you could what you're supposed to do at the NBA level, and he does that. He's very patient and all that can get to the basket. He's sneaky athletic and all that. Where some people I look like some watching some film, like some people were shocked that he was able to get up like that. Yeah. You know, so I think um as long as he gets continues to improve, you know, the shot and, and um his range and all that, I think someone's gonna get themselves a good player. And he just I, the last few months with him, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to really like this kid. And just like over time, I'm like. He, he reminds me of Jalen Brunson. You know, he mm. really does a lot of the little stuff he does. You know, um, it just really reminds me of Jalen. So that's why I was like, oh, and I'm obviously being a Knicks fan, I'm seeing what Jalen's doing and, and seeing more up close. You know, I saw some with Dallas. I was not watching him, you know, night in, night out. I'm like, oh, wow. And I'm see, I see Kobe. I'm like, oh, there's, there's a lot of similarities to the game. And, and then uh, that's why I think, you know, and I, the, the progression to, you know, improve. I love when guys just, you know, not the greatest role year one, but then they next year two, they take advantage yeah. of that and then boom, they take off. And it's like that's that's really good to see that there was a tough year for Michigan overall. They didn't make the tournament, you know, some maybe some turmoil going on there and all that. But he he uh yeah, Dickinson is uh in the portal now. Yeah, they, yeah. he's in the portal and all that. So and uh, you know, Jets going pro. I think that a couple guys go to the portal, but you know, uh he definitely showed out and he was definitely the bright spot for that Michigan team. So you know, he's going to go pro. And I, th- I think I-, I wouldn't be surprised back into that lottery. I really would be surprised. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I know that we got some fans here. Um, the Tyler's Metcalf and Rucker really like them mm-hmm. a lot. There's a couple other guys that are there. I'm probably last one arriving at the party on him. I got him at 22, mm-hmm. but I think that this class is, is pretty freaking deep. Um, with that being said, let's get to the last guy that we want to discuss. Gigi Jackson. Yes. So not a lot of people are putting their their flag in his camp. You know what I mean? Like, yes. there's not a lot of people that are willing to come out and say he is my guy. There's people that like him. Mm-hmm. There's people that see talent and respect and honor the talent. But not a lot of people are coming out and saying that Gigi Jackson is my guy. So please talk to us, man. Like, um, what? Why is he your guy? Like, why is it beyond just say, you saying? 
okay, I recognize potential. I recognize talent. I feel like we have to, yes, we can look at all the analytics and all just the stats and just be like, all right, well, inefficiency and all that. But sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to go a little bit deeper into that and put the situation in, in perspective. Like, So you're saying context matters. Context matters too. Okay. Like, and, and like we see this with a lot of prospects. If you just look at the, the stats and all that, you're like, well, he's inefficient and all that. And I know he's had some moments where he looks immature and all that. But let's put the situation – He's 17 years old going to play mm. high-level SEC basketball. Yes. Okay, that's first, all right? So remember. As the I, guy on that As team. the guy on the team. And then let's be real, like, um, they had a couple solid players, but they're, they don't got a, they're not, they don't have guys that are going to be playing at the NBA level. Like, mm-hmm. um, so he has that situation and all, all right? He was supposed to go to Carolina. And I thought he made the right decision because I feel like if he did go to Carolina, he might, and we saw how Carolina ended up this year. He might've just kind of mm-hmm. lost in that whole thing. And we might not even talk about Gigi Jackson right now. He may be in the portal, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, because that situation just got out of hand and all that. But 17 years old, it's tough for a 17 year old to just do anything in life, let alone now you're the face of the team and you got to play down South, you know, playing in SEC country. You know, that's tough. And all, yeah. that. and you're the guy. You're the number one prospect in the country, and you're choosing people are already like, why do, why are you coming to South Carolina and all that? And there's a lot of pressure and all that, and you're not playing with a lot of, you know, guys are maybe not so not his level, but like close to it and all that. Yeah. And so he had a lot to handle, right? Being the guy, having the ball in his hand, and you know, when you don't trust your teammates because they don't have the same, you know, close ability, that's tough. And that's what I felt like I saw when I'm watching was like he didn't trust his teammates. And all that. And, 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 you know, I felt like, you know, he had to do everything and all yeah. that. And I feel like, and I get, I get why people get frustrated with him and all that. But I just feel like when you're the guy in high school and now you're going in South Carolina, you're the guy there. It's tough. Cause you, now you, you want to live up to that potential yeah. and all that. And and like, you know, is it people talking about being the top five player prospect coming out and I felt like he tried to do too much this year, and especially late in the season and all that. But I feel like the context needs to matter. Like who he's playing with, the system and all that wasn't the best and all that. Like I said, he, yeah, he could have went to Carolina, but I feel like he would have get lost in there. It was just, you know, it, it was a tough situation for him. So I feel like we had to put that perspective. Once we get to to the to the combine and get to know him better, understand mm-hmm. him, and he, and he interviews well, I think we can get a better 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 feeling about Gigi but I don't think we can just look at on the court yes there's things he needs to work on but on the court let's just not base everything on that there's got to be more context to all that and to understand the player because the the player is a top three player in this draft to me yeah I mean he's he's a high school player playing SEC D1 basketball leading a team be high school senior right now (laughs) supposed to be at prom you know supposed to be studying for an algebra exam you know and and he is leading a team in the sec as as a 17 year old basketball player right Mm -hmm. that that means something man and he's scoring as the the number one guy on a scouting report against sec competition he's the option they're not worried about anyone else on that course even they worry about do not let gg go crazy Mm-hmm. So, like that's it and so you know we're expecting a 17 18 year old to try to figure it out right away and we're, we're yeah. getting on him yes there's things you can get on him like, as far as his, his, his attitude and as far as how he presents him on the court but understand the first there's legit I, we would be frustrated in some of those it'd be like come mm-hmm. on 
I passed them. Y'all worried about my my assist to turnover ratio, but I passed them. I made the right play, but the guy didn't finish. There's some Johnny Davis stuff on the film yeah. with him, you know, where yeah. he's throwing he's throwing these passes. He's making the missing. passes, and the guys yep. aren't making it. You know, he's average. You know, he didn't obviously he didn't average a lot of assists, but like he probably could average more, but he just didn't have the team. He probably could average three, four assists, but just just didn't have the right teammates and all that. So I feel like we got to look at that because he, he's, you know, I've seen some people have him. You know, for like, I have him 16. I have him 16. That's fair. I've yeah. seen 30. I've seen second round, and I'm just like, no, we can't. No, that's that just can't be the that's not Jaden Hardy. This Let's the Instagram <laughs> was not that bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, the Instagram thing, that. I think, yeah. man, that means he cares, he wants it, he wants it. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that I think you could, you could spin it in a negative way. And that's Easy. What, you know that's, oh, that's how I mean, it tends to happen. You know, if we've seen that. anything, if we've seen anything this week, is that <laughs> you watch a you watch a college athlete do something on the court, and you want to you know you, make all we, kinds we, of we kill them and all that. Like we forget these are these are young people. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we were, you know, the, the young people. And like I said, with him, you know, being 17, 18 years old, like the weight of the world's on you, feeling the pressure and all that. And you know, um, but there's still stuff on tape that. You're like, oh my god, oh like, my dudes god. at his position aren't supposed to do the things that he does. No, you know? not at all, not at all. A six foot ten guy who can handle the ball, can score from any point on the court, has a limited range and all that, can take dudes off the dribble, can finish, you know, and it's just it's scary what he can do with the ball in his hands. And let um, him be in, a, in an environment that's going to promote growth and promote development and promote mm-hmm. culture and, and and understanding. You know what I mean? Like, give dude a shot in that environment before we write him off. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's yeah. not just be like, okay, one scene is in South Carolina. Like, he was good enough to get recruited by UNC. And, you know, those dudes don't country. do anything wrong. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so. like, it's just, it's a, it's a, I, and I get why people are having frustrations with him because they see, there is there is flaws, obviously. Defensively, of sometimes it's like, I'm like, Gigi, what are you doing, bro? Like, why are you processing is, yeah, yeah, it feels like he's thinking way too much. Like everything's mm-hmm. going a million miles per hour because he feels like he has. Or to he's just everything. simply not interested at, at yes. sometimes. And there's too. sometimes this you see that like, okay, he has no interest. But there's a lot of times you see a lot of those highlights and they're down thirty, mm-hmm. and it's down twenty five. And and I'm not making excuses, but it's like. You got it's a contributing the, factor. Contributing factors, like, man, I I I dropped twenty five, and we're still down by twenty. It's like yeah. I'm doing everything. I'm trying to. I have to. I have to four shots because who else is? Who else yeah. is going to do that? I so can I got to drop twenty five and guard the other team's best and player. Now you want me to yeah, use all my energy on her side, and and like and I know everybody wants everybody to be a two way player. Of course, and all yes. That. Steven, you know that's it's sometimes not realistic. Because sometimes I need you, sometimes I need you to slack a little on defense so you can do your thing on offense. Let's just be real. We just got to be real. Like it's everybody wants yeah. everyone all two way all that. Well, let's be real, guys. You know, uh, I need you to be more effective on offense defense. We'll figure out the defense if we have the players and all that. But sometimes yeah. you got to be a little real. But these things are frustrating on the defensive end and all that. Um, but you know, it was a tough situation and all that. And, and like, not making excuses, but. It's a tough spot for young seventeen-year-olds supposed to be in high school right now um, to be the face of the team and all that, and have to handle everything. And like we saw, even with him, you know, he, he got benched a few games and all yeah. that. Um, I think against Kentucky, he got benched and all that, or Ole Miss, mm-hmm. you know, a few games in there. But you know, and he learned from that, and he bounced back a little bit. You know, I remember that Bama game. 
you know, uh, that was a big game. That felt like a yep. big game, big time atmosphere and all that. And he played, but they just didn't have enough guys. I watching that game and he's, you know, he, you know, he hearing about Brandon Miller and for, not even yep. the stuff. I'm talking about like draft stock. Like, he knows mm-hmm. Brandon Miller's the, the, the item of the month and all that top three pick potentially. And he's like, and you know, he feels I'm just as good, if not better than Brandon Miller. But Brandon top Miller two freshman scores in this. Brandon Miller's right got a bunch of, you know, bunch of potential pros on his team. And they're the number one, whatever they were, number one, number two in the country at the mm-hmm. moment. You know, so you, and this at the second half, he just didn't have enough because there's just not enough talent. So he's going to be tough. I don't think he's anywhere near where people have him in the, the 30 second round or in the late twenties and all like you just said you had him 16th. 16. I, I think you that's that could be a spot. For, I think he's gonna be in that lottery late lottery around that range. I think he's a top five player. Just talking about talent because what he can he has NBA qualities like what yeah. he does and translates to the next level. But but if he gets in the mid teens he's probably gonna go to a little better situation where he's not have to be the guy. And that might be better for him because he can get better leadership and all that. And t- have have a good guy around them, especially if they got the right vets around them to be like, hey, kid, you got talent, but we need to but tone it down a little bit. You don't yep. gotta, you don't, you don't have to force it. Hey, let's just tone it down. Cause if they get him right, someone's getting an all-star. He has all-star level talent. You can see it. Somebody's gonna get themselves a special player in the mid-teens, and people are gonna be like, Man, why did we overreact to you know his shrugging the shoulder Instagram and shrugging the shoulders <laughs> when they're down 30, you know, to Mississippi. Yeah. I think the Mississippi State, wherever they play, they were down 30. He's like, I'd be messed, I'd be mad too. I'd be like, whatever, guys, we're down. But you know, uh sometimes I don't I hate that we cr- people criticize these kids too much. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's still like when we get mad that a 16 beats a one, and like, oh, how did that happen? It's like these are kids. Mm-hmm. These are kids at the end of the day and all that. And like they can get better. They can mature and all that. We're directing, we want 17 year olds to be fully mature already. You know, and sometimes it's not really, you know, we're old. We all immature at 17. And, but I would, yeah. you, know, you know, I understand you can invest millions. But I'm immature you know, at 33. So I'm immature yeah. at 34 sometimes. I'm wearing a wrestling <laughs> shirt. I'm wearing my hat well, backwards. <laughs> yeah. Let, okay. So that's a, that's a great spot. We'll, we'll take a break here. We'll get it. We'll get our commercial in. And then after that, we'll wrap up the uh, we've wrapped up the the draft conversation. We're gonna talk some wrestling, but first we're gonna take a break here. All right, we're back. So everybody who um, who stuck with us through that commercial break, welcome back. Um, for you wrestling heads, the rest of this episode is for you. Um, you can see, um, if you're watching, that Chris is wearing a Smoking Skull uh, t-shirt. I'm rocking my um, black and white um, NWO shirt. And if you didn't notice, if you did not know this, uh, WrestleMania happened this past mm-hmm. week, Chris. Um, I, I I am 11 years old every time WrestleMania comes on, dude. I tweeted that out. I, I don't care. Like, I'm old enough to where I don't care if people think like oh you watch wrestling you know it's fake like yeah i know so are movies and i like to go watch movies you know what i mean so the the stuff that people sing about in songs are, are fake too you know so i mean and I, and I, I can't oh <laughs> so you oh. know i mean the book but there's science books word. and and i still and i still read them but i get more steven i get more mad you can say my team suck whatever to me you could say i suck. yeah you say wrestling's wrestling's fake? Oh, <laughs> I go get our I, I blow a gasket. I can't stand that word fake. Yeah. We don't say that about the Avengers. Oh, 
that's that's really um or fast 27 or fast and furious or any of these movies like i don't say well that's fake that didn't Mm -hmm. really happen no you just didn't like i don't go to one i don't go to or a play i don't go to see a lot like what i went to see lion king a few years back i'm not gonna be like this is fake that's not a real lion. Simba didn't really. <laughs> Simba's dad didn't really die. Like, or like this. I know how. Like, animals can't talk. Stupid. Animals can't talk. <laughs> like, you know, Mufasa is not really gonna like. Uh, it just. Uh, I'm that with word you. fake. And if you say that to a wrestler to their face, that's what? like calling them the worst word possible in the world, or dissing their family. Like, it's a yeah. derogatory word. Like, you remember what? I don't we'll know, get I to some. Oh, it just gets me all so mad. We'll get to some very real things that happen in WrestleMania. (laughs) Guys got really hurt yesterday too. (laughs) So some dudes got really hurt. So Chris, we'll 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 start with night one. Let's go to um, Austin Theory versus John Cena. How I don't get the theory push. I don't like him. I don't. I'm not a theory guy. I just I. It, the 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 Cena match didn't change anything for me. I'm sorry if you're a theory dude. I just no. don't get him. I don't get the A Town Down being a thing with him because he doesn't act like an Atlanta dude. He doesn't really do anything Atlanta other than he's say really A Town Down. Yeah, yeah. He's not a really and Atlanta. he's like trying too hard to be a punk that doesn't care. And I'm like, okay, like if you don't care, then why do I care? You know what I mean? So. I don't I know. He's a tough character for he's, me. Man. He's tough because I look at it both ways. It's like I, I don't know what he's going to be in a few years, but I can understand why they push him because he is a young talent. He is talented in the ring and all that. Um, he's been someone that's been in this limelight for a little bit. Like he was in Evolve and like they did a documentary on him. Like, and this was maybe uh, I could get my years off, but maybe like three, four, five years ago. And I remember hearing about them, like, and like this, everyone was saying that, like, yo, this, if there's ever going to be a guy next after Roman, it could be Theory. And, uh, and I watched the stuff and it's like, and he's still young and all that, but, you know, there's still things they have to figure out with the character. And like they tried to with the money when he won money in the bank and all that. And like yeah. when Vince was truly like, um, you know, head of the cre- creative and all that. Now like, they give it him a shot, but. You know, I, I don't know. It's tough for it's him. It's the cheap I, wins, like biting yeah. Johnson. Uh, yeah, like, and why do you want us to hate this dude so bad and then I, push him as like a real? I don't talent? see real like animosity with people when they I when he comes out. I don't see the real like people can't stand him. You know, I, I in it could be forced at times with him. Like they want like sort of like not not to the case of Roman early on. I don't feel like Roman was forced early. It was a little bit after we're for I Roman feel like forced, but... Dominic Mysterio who we'll talk about later like works a crowd better as a heel. Yes. Than that is then that's what you want in a heel. Um where like legit like oh like I want to see him get his his rear end kicked. Like I want that to happen and with theory you don't get that feeling. I just want you his know? match to be over so I can you, watch. Yeah. And then you know John is definitely uh he he's showing his age too yeah, the bald spot in the bag it's not man. even just the balls it's just his moves and all he he doesn't move the same he's thin he's, yeah he's 46 i think you know so that's expected he's put miles on his body you know he was yeah you know um but you know it was an all right yeah i feel like he had like very hogan-esque moments um he, in, in the match you can't see me stuff like the crowd which i've never heard the crowd you know that loud be like you can't see me so he, he ha- still gets the pop 
he still gets to pop. And I think that's going to be his role going forward with the company. He's going to come back like whenever you hear, and maybe not late with Hogan because Hogan's kind of messed up his kind of his uh his aura mm-hmm. with all the off off the, yes. the, the, the off the you know off, off mat off mat stuff. <laughs> I was trying to say off the court. I was like no, yeah. um, but um, you know I think that's going to be his role for now. He's going to come in you know a few times a year, do his thing, and get the pop and boom. But uh, the match was all right, you know. Um, solid, you know, to get started. We knew what was going to happen. Yeah, we, we knew Theory was going to win and all. Yeah, we knew solid. Theory was going to win. He literally like bit his way to victory. Yeah, He's super lame, dude. It's like when Shinsuke Nakamura was doing the whole low blow thing with AJ Styles. Yeah, and he even did that after he beat AJ Styles. I mean, where after AJ beat him, oh, was it AJ? Yeah, AJ beat him mm-hmm. at WrestleMania and all. He did the low blow, and it's like, um, uh, sometimes the booking sometimes. And we can talk, we're going to talk about that later. The gimmicky the booking, stuff, yeah. It, it's still like you expect it differently with Triple H under the helm, and it's like, ah, oh, it's still the same old same old WWE booking and all that. They've been doing it for 30 years, you know, so. Yeah. Should know better. They, they get their reactions. All right, we don't have to talk too much about the four-way men's tag team showcase. It was, solid. It, was, it was it was solid. solid. it was fun. It was fun. It was a better match than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, there were... They they put on a heck of a show, but at the end of the day, it's like, what is it for? That's like if, like, if this if you come if if they come up with like the street profits, you know, getting back to being hot and and being in the tag team scene, you know, because now it feels like the tag team division, you know, uh, with how end of night one ended, you know, maybe gets yeah. back to being hot and all that. Then you know there could be some fun matches you could do with the street profits and all that. But it was it was a solid showcase. That and I think they did it the way they had it produced a showcase. I think this showcased a lot of the talent. And we're like, and a lot of people are like, oh well, we need to you need the guy pushing these guys more. And I think we're gonna see that you know coming out of Mania. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll keep it rolling, man. Let's talk. Um, let's talk Mysterio. Mysterio. We know that Ray um got inducted into the Hall of Fame on Friday. You so what I love about talking wrestling with you, man, is like how much of a historian you are. Um, I loved Ray since WCW. Uh, you know, when we had WCW and WWF, I watched both, but I gravitated more so to the WCW. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm a lot of people don't admit to that. I still like well, you're down south too, so it makes sense yeah. too. You know, they're yeah. they're they're Atlanta. They, that's where they call them Atlanta. And they called uh, WWE yeah. New York. Exactly. So, um. Ray wrestled in a group called the Filthy Animals for a little while, mm-hmm. and Conan was a part of that group. And Conan gave like Conan. one of the most beautiful um, induction speeches because it was kind of it was kind of a dull Hall of Fame. And then Conan got in there and he did he even buried people too. But that's what Conan yeah. does, and like he he's he's so good. I I I I wish they would use him like on real on on, but I know that he's. You, you're you're taking a risk when you put Conan mm-hmm. on the mic, so you might, you know, have to pay some fines and all that. But to me, he needs to be on a big because he's a tremendous. He can be he could be the Hispanic Paul Heyman. And all yeah, that. Like, like he could him, be the Hispanic with like, MVP. Yeah, yeah, he he could put with him the LWO. With someone, you can put him with someone um, that's not strong on the mic, an Hispanic that's not strong on the mic, like Escobar. Give him Conan, yeah. Same like we did with Brock with Heyman, right? You do whoever's yeah. that the Hispanic Brock Lesnar type, and they're not they're not fluid, rather they're not fluid in English and all that. 
Just mm-hmm. give him Conan, and he's gonna elevate. I wish they would do that. I wish that. But he's a legend. Conan, when he was doing the stuff with the wolf pack and all that, or even Asa, he's just well, he's a nice yeah. Guy. yeah, he's so good. And, and the story I knew about the story with him and Conan and Ray, and like how he 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 kind of just gave him a shot. And it, it's kind of crazy how a guy like Raymond, because we've seen WWE and other promotions try to promote the mass, the, the Hispanic mass yeah. wrestler, and it's failed miserably. Sin Cara, yes. you know, there's a bunch of guys you could say. Del Rio, they forced. They forced Del Rio on us. They wanted yeah. him because he was different, and he was good, but he he just wasn't the guy and all that. But Ray, his connection with the crowd, I was so happy he was able to uh, to get to, to get in the Hall of Fame because he's – he definitely deserves. He's one of the. He's not maybe the bad. Like WCW, my favorite is, wrestler ever. He was a monster. WCW. Yeah, he was. He's my favorite wrestler ever, man. Like I dressed up like him when he was with the Filthy Animals for Halloween. I got like the baggy mm-hmm. camo pants. I put the blonde in my hair. I did. I did the little. And when he took tattoo. his mask off, like you see, yeah. like I show you, you see, show some people like what? That's what he looks like. Is a yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's a baby face. Like I I remember crying when he took off his mask because. You know, I was watching W. I was I was a WWE guy, but the reason why I like WCW was because of the cruiser rates. Like they mm-hmm. the first, they start off their men. I remember when he lost was he lost to Kevin Nash or whoever, um, and yeah. they made him take. I'm like, oh, that's that hurts, and it's hard to get that back to get yeah. back that mystique because there's been plenty of other luchadors that lost their mass in WCW. Well, that's why WCW yeah. is where it's at. Because Jumatide, they, yeah, yeah. Like so, like you know, Juventus Guerrero, you know, did yeah. that. Um, you know, a few guys have done it, but uh, it's hard to get that mystique back, and he's able to get back and, and get back to being who he was, you know, so good for him to be in the Hall of Fame. What did you think about the match between him and Dominic? I thought Dominic had some spots, man, where he looked like he could be, like, at least a, a middle card guy, like, for a long time in the he's, WWE. He's come a long way. He's come a long way since when he started. I felt like they were forcing it in the beginning and all that mm-hmm. when he first got there, and, like, it wasn't clicking. He was getting like go away heat, and and yeah. like they finally embraced it. Like, okay, he's not going to be a babyface. People know he's a heel. And they when mm-hmm. they when they had him turn on, I think it was was a SummerSlam. Yeah, it was um, mm-hmm. when they with with Edge when I think the Judgment had, Day was it, like trying to get him to turn. Yeah, because yeah. the Judgment Day was going through like a weird phase where it was like ah, this isn't working, and then they added Dom, and Dom's out another elements because people love. I mean, we just talked about heels. He's healing. He, he's what you yeah. want in a heel. You want when P he comes out, you want people to be like, oh man, I want to see him get. And now you add the element with Ray. And I thought they did a perfect because Ray, mm-hmm. even if you could just tell Ray's that type of dad in real life. Not not yeah. like the deadbeat, but like I'm not gonna hurt my son. He's a family not, man. Yeah. He's a family man, and it and it, be, it became believable. Like he probably wouldn't do this in real life. Like it would take something kind of something crazy for Ray to be like, I'll I'm gonna beat my son. And what it took, it took him to to badmouth his mom and all that, your his, your wife yep. and all that, and your sister, and then that sometimes you just you gotta you, you gotta be dad, and you, sometimes you gotta, you gotta take the belt off in the ring sometimes, and literally spank his rear end. You, you gotta spank him and all that, and it just it was great storytelling and all that, and it was good that he got the win over over Dominic and all that, and um, but uh, Dominic's come a long way too on the mic, yeah. As a got in better shape, I think. Got in better yeah. shape too, which is another thing too. Um, obviously he's not going to be his dad as far as in the ring or just looks, but we he's to way get a taller little... and does a lot of the same moves. Yeah, though. he's a bigger guy and all that, and they implemented a lot of Eddie Guerrero stuff, and which was cool and all that. Um, so uh, it, it was it was solid. It was solid. You know, um, it, it was you not is not a lot of times we get to see father versus son. 
The you second know, uh, time ever in WWE history. Yeah, well, you know, we've seen brother versus brother before, yep. you know, WrestleMania, but never, you best know, friends, father, yeah. best friends have gone at it plenty of times, but we've never seen father son like this. And uh, so that was pretty cool just to see that aspect of, you know, uh, two generations going at it. You know, you, we, I don't know when we, we might get to see this again. So that was pretty cool seeing that aspect, though. For sure. All right. So let's get into Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Logan Paul might yeah. be a dude he, logan paul might be a dude you know what's crazy i was never a logan paul guy never you know you know because all the you know i just thought he was corny and all that but you were, i always respected him because hey we don't need from the Vine, men ronda rousey you know yeah, what I, mean? I was like is he gonna come in and be serious about this because he's not a very you don't look at him and then you see this is a person who takes them serious and then you see him in the ring is like oh oh he gets it and like, this, i prefer him again i'm going back to austin theory like Dominic works the crowd better. Logan Paul is like Logan, box office. Oh, and he's like, a, the heel. He of needs all to be heels. the U.S. He needs to be the U.S. champion. Yeah, like he is a heel of all heels because he already has that natural smugness and like you want to punch mm-hmm. him in the face, and then you add everything you know that he's done. You know all the bad things. You know scamming all the that. You add that. Yeah. yeah, Mayweather stuff and all that, and like people just don't like certain YouTubers, like his brother too. If his brother was ever to do this, you know, I don't know if his brother moves like he doesn't move the bike, no. his brother. So I don't know if it work as much, but he knows how to he knows how to perform at the right. Mm-hmm. And we've seen people and they just don't know the little intricacies of wrestling and know how to their facials, how to use their face, how to use a use a crowd and all that. Yeah. How when can you talk moves. without saying anything? Yeah. How do you not sound like you're not from you know, you're a celebrity? And that's yeah. very hard to do. You know, especially when, and he said he hasn't wasn't a crazy wrestling fan and all that. So to come in and understand that as a non wrestling fan and do that, all the moves, like and then how the move was his bad dude, and know how to sell because sometimes you would have that worry with celebrity. They don't know how to sell. They mm-hmm. don't know when to sell. And he, he's you if you were if you didn't know anything about him, you'd be like, oh, this guy's been there for 10, 15 years. He knows what he's doing. He's he's a professional wrestler. And if I told you, well, he's only been doing it for maybe a year. Well, that's the thing. He even said it. He told Seth, he was like, it took you 20 years to do what it's only taken me to do in one. You know what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. and that's a, like, that could get wrestler hot. Like, that's a shoot. That's a shoot. Like, yo, oh, maybe he's right. It took me this long to, and you're, you're wrestling me. And you've only been doing this for a, a cup of coffee, you know? So that's, um, that's crazy. You know, he, he's he's really figured this out. So uh, very impressive. Uh, great match and all that. So uh, what do you think he, about Seth, man? Like Seth did the celebrity work this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that he's recently come out on like some interviews and stuff about talking about how Cody Rhodes like shows up after, you know, and he didn't like say that he, he took the cheap way or anything like that. He gave Cody his flowers, but mm-hmm. he's like. I've been holding it down for years over here. Like, I feel like I should be in the spot to challenge. for. The I title. think that's a real feeling that wrestlers have, especially with mm-hmm. Rod and Cody, because I don't think he ran away. Like, you, and you could and you could spin it rest like in a storyline, like, oh, you ran away and all that. But they I think, weren't using Cody in, in a way yes. that was like, you're not I, you're you're not along for the ride. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he had to he had to go find himself and then come back, you know? Yeah. And I and I can understand wrestlers feeling a type of way that this guy who's been gone for what six six years or so seven years felt way um, longer it feels longer yeah i think he left yeah. 2016 came back last year 20 so six years essentially 
goes somewhere else, creates a you know a, a competition, right? Yeah, and comes back and is getting now. Wait, he's gonna beat me three times, mm-hmm. and now he's gonna he gets hurt, and he he's gonna win R- Royal Rumble, and he's gonna main event with the guy. Of the and company. I'm getting knocked out by Logan Paul. And I'm like, no offense to Logan Paul, but I'm I'm wrestling Logan Paul. Like yeah. that's a marquee match because of his Logan Paul's name. But it's like, and Seth has yet to main event at WrestleMania. He's been a part of a main mm-hmm. event. He cashed in, but he has yet to be. He is the, the main event yeah. of the, and that means a lot to these wrestlers. CM he's Punk, so over too. Yeah, yeah, and he's like CM Punk still can't get over that he did not main event WrestleMania 28. When being that triple threat match with The Rock and, and Cena, he still gets yeah. mad. I'm sure he's still pissed off at that, but that's a real thing. So he's mad cannot, somewhere right now. Yeah, he's mad. So he's always messy and fuck. <laughs> but like, that's a real thing. Like, with wrestlers feeling this guy comes in, yes, he's, he's he's a bigger box office name now than he was six years ago. But I've been here, I've been the WWE champion. I think, and they've said they've had some animosity, they've had words, and maybe it's it's been better and all that. But I could definitely see real. Like, hey, we're gonna you're gonna push this guy to the moon already. Like he hasn't been here in six years. He's been in the yeah. other company. I've been here, and I'm yeah. not gonna get that spot. You're gonna make me lose three times. I can see that in my office. I, I think real. Like I think I, I think we would feel a certain way if somebody came in and they haven't been in the company for a while for years, and now they're mm-hmm. getting your spot or and getting more money or whatever. And in any type of life work, you would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I've been here. I've yeah. done what he's done. You know, like what's up? So I could definitely see real animosity with those two, as far as you know that. Right on. So we'll go to match that I love, man. So like, here's the thing: Rhea Ripley might be my favorite wrestler. I love her. I'm not not female wrestler. She she might be wrestler. I don't even consider that. She's the one of the best wrestlers on that roster. She might be my favorite wrestler, and. I know that there's like the whole thing, like if they're over, they don't need the belt, but like you got to give Rhea a title, man. Like she is, she has been holding it down. There's been a number of female wrestlers that have been dealing with injury lately um, with, you know, uh, Bex and with Charlotte and Oscar. Like a lot of them have been out. Sasha just walked away. Like you have had Rhea just holding it down and she is, mm-hmm. she is as over as over gets, man. She's, like, she's, I think she's, the best perf- her and Bianca. She's I think she's a little under Bianca. I think Bianca is a I would say defender, but there she's I, she's those she's are the faces. number one. Yeah. And if you want to flip flop and all that, I I I, yeah. I love Ripley. I would have her as my top, you know, uh female wrestler, but I think she's one of the best wrestlers in the company. As far For as sure. her look, as far as how she performs in the ring, she makes it look real and all that. And I love she that sells aspect. Too, she yeah. sells too. She mm-hmm. has the she does she she knows how to do this and I remember seeing her at the May uh, was it the May Young Classic and I was like oh she's gonna be a star. Mm-hmm. There's certain people you just like I remember even Roman I'm like oh when he first came I was like, oh looked yeah. at him I was like yeah they come gonna, in and it's a rocket shoot. ship yeah it's a yeah. they're gonna put the rocket behind him and shoot they're gonna shoot. and it's just a matter of that he can steady and I think Rio's eventually going to be where Charlotte is. As yeah, the, the, the Judgment the, Day stuff, the mommy yeah. stuff, like there's a lot of gimmicky stuff. I she's I gonna eventually get away from that and be her own star, and then she's that's gonna what kill. I want. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what I want. And her and Charlotte put on a five star match, dude. Like yeah. Charlotte did a great Charlotte job spelling. Charlotte did special. for as for as many people that give Charlotte a hard time for wanting to always be like in the mix. 
she will sell a match too. She will get someone over. She's and another one that, that makes it feel real. Makes yeah. it feel real. You and, want you that. Know, you want the fans the, to be invested and make you feel like okay. Yeah, we all know it's predetermined, but like you want to be like oh 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 oh. You still oh. want to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, and like there's a and then she has that aura around the world like oh she's gonna win right. She's mm-hmm. gonna win right. So when Rhea Ripley puts the riptide on the top rope and you're like wait she's gonna kick out. She's gonna kick yeah. out. She's gonna. Oh, three. Oh, Rhea Ripley. Or she one. hits the moonsault. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just that real. And and you can say what you want about Charlotte and all that. Whether she's always, every time she comes back, she wins the belt and all that. But, you know, they do it because they know whoever's chasing her can be a star if they Most do that. winning um, women champion in WWE 14. history. Man. She got 14. Yeah. She's going to break the record. She's going to be the one to, to yeah. break the most world championships in WWE. That, that's a fact. It's not going to be Cena. It's going to be her. She's going to be the one. Um, and she's just been, she's been tremendous. She's, she's town, but this match was fun. Uh, the build was kind of, eh. yeah, the build was, the it, build felt, was eh. it felt kind of rushed because we've rushed seen it before. We've, we've seen them fight before. Yeah. You know? And it felt like, you know, I was like, okay, they, they didn't get to have the match. They won obviously because COVID happened and they were wrestling mm-hmm. in front of no one. So they kind of got robbed of that. The, the build felt well, but I was like, I know the match is going to be good. So that's yeah, the one thing you can she, fall. Charlotte and Rhea is like hitting a stride that not not a lot of superstars. Exactly. So can. I knew the the match was going to be uh, a banger, and, it, and that's what it was. And Rhea winning was the right move. That was probably the one of the few times they made the right decision. WrestleMania. I um, feel like every match was very predictable, and we'll get tonight too. Yeah, but and predictability we, isn't a bad thing too. It's not. If it's sometimes. done right, I, I, if if it's done right, it could be fine but it's just sometimes they get in their own way sometimes exactly so um before we get into night two in the match that we want to talk about this match ties in very closely to it you had the usos versus Sami Zayn and kevin owens and now it's great we talked about seth rollins and how he was impacted by cody rhodes coming back i mean Sami Zayn also heavily impacted by the cody mm-hmm. rhodes return because sammy is probably if there's no Cody Rhodes, he's probably main inventing WrestleMania against Roman Reigns, right? With the Bloodline storyline. It would with make Co- no sense, yeah. With But with Cody Rhodes coming back, it's like, okay, we've had this whole Bloodline thing coming back. How can we have him be a part of tearing down the Bloodline? Let's mm-hmm. team him up with his best friend that he's known for, what, you know, the better part of two decades. Yeah. And have them take on the Universal Tag Team, or the Undisputed um, Tag Team Champions. And that's what they did. And they, and they beat the Usos, who have been you know, the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. Yeah, this, the storyline obviously has been tremendous with the whole bloodline of Sammy and all that. Um, One of the I, best storylines that the WWE has had in quite yes, some time. And, you know, it's still good. It's still going on, you know, yeah. um, and, uh, but it, it was the storytelling and all the, how they incorporated Sammy and all that and how it elevated him as a, you know, we know what he could do in the ring, but his mic skills took a, t- went to another level and all that. And mm-hmm. just like the, the believability and all that, and like just everything, the emotions that we had, especially, you know, um, he, he just everything on the edge, Royal Rumble and all that, you know, when he finally gets, and then we go to Toronto, you know, and, and you know, uh, where he's, he's in his hometown and all that. And like he has home court advantage, he has home. Yep. He has home ring advantage and all that. And people are, are booing Roman Reigns like they haven't before. And just that. And then, you know, you're tying in Kevin Owens. And we've seen them. I remember when uh, 
uh, when Sammy won the NXT title and they're hugging and all that, and yeah. he turns on him. And so there's always that, like, okay, Kevin, yeah, I can understand why Kevin's a little weary of him, but it's like, well, what if Kevin says, all right, and then boom, Let's doesn't do it, Kevin yeah. Owen, and then he turns on him on the same old because it would make sense why Kevin would, because like, yo, bro, well, you've been running with this these guys for months and all that, yeah. and now you want to suddenly come to me and all that, so I can get, but it was a tremendous match, great storytelling and all that. The hot tag was one of the best hot tags that I've ever seen in a tag team match, but it made tag team, there's, there's never been a tag team match that's, that's main evented for the championship. We've had tag team match, you know, I think WrestleMania one or whatever main event, but main event for the tag team championships where we actually care undisputed undisputed because like four belts on the line it feels like a recent like they'll just throw in a tag team match and it just no like it's it's always been a good match but it's no sub it's like all right that was cool that was a good match you know but it's like the four-way showcase that they had yeah it's like a showcase showcase and it's like they'll throw four tag teams put a ladder in it maybe and that's it but this one like you cared you cared about it so yeah a lot of gravity with that story it was great Storytelling was great. The Usos are, I mean, they're so good. They're, they're showstoppers, man. They're, they really are just tremendous. They're the ones. They are the ones, and it was just great storytelling and all that. So I, I'm just happy with how the match came out and the right team won and all that. So night one was, night one was tremendous, man. It was, it was really tremendous. Uh, uh, great matches and all that. And the main event should that was the correct main event too. That was the should have been a main event and. uh so yeah, that was a great night one. Yeah, you know, that was. It's hard to top that. I thought they could, but we'll get into. We'll that. get to. We'll, we'll get to that. All right. So Chris, we're going to take one more commercial break for the audience mm-hmm. here, and when we come back, we'll close with night two. All right. But before we do that, here's a word from our sponsors. All right. Thanks for hanging tight with us here on the home and away show here on the no ceilings NBA podcast feed joined by guest Chris of the off the ball network where we have discussed top five prospects of Taylor Hendricks, Jordan Hawkins, Chris Jackson Davis, Kobe Bufkin, and G Jackson. We've also recapped night one of the two night WrestleMania event. And we'll close with talking about night two. Now, Chris, we don't got to get too in depth with this match because let's be honest, it didn't last all that long. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. What did we had the, the battle of the giants exactly how i thought it would be it was going to be a quick you know show of strength for brock lesnar so exactly how i expected to be it was quick and all that and uh you know quick payday for brock <laughs> he, he got yeah. in got out money grab he was probably home by the, you know halfway through the the, the car <laughs> the match so uh yeah exactly how i thought it'd be it would be quick you know just show his feet of strength and all that and uh it doesn't. I don't think this has anything for Omos. I don't think. I just think they just wanted a big guy, and they had nothing for Brock. So like, hey, can you just want to put him on? You don't your get what the- happened with the Bobby Lashley not being involved with Brock Lesnar again. I don't get the. Omos I thought play. that was going to be what they're going to do, and they kind of blew that off earlier than expected. So um, yeah. So I thought that would have been better off doing that, but it is what it is. Try to use Brock to get a guy over. Um, I don't. I don't think it worked. And then no. we had the four way women tag match now. I will say with the men's tag match, there were three legit teams, but the Ricochet Braun team, as fun as it is, like it doesn't feel like it's going to last. It's not like a, 
it's not a, a a thing that's along for the the long haul. No, nah, no. Nah. And Bron, I feel like Bron's gonna kill Ricochet one night. That's gonna it always happens. Big guy, little guy, those tag yep. teams. The big guy always turns on the little guy. But I feel like the women's four way tag exhibition is like way more choppy. It doesn't feel like there's there's no unity. You know what I mean between. And I get why they did the women's tag team titles because there are teams, right? Like, um, we, we could talk about the the um, Trish and Bex and Lita versus uh, Damage Control. Like, Damage Control being the women's tag team champions makes sense. You know, Sasha mm-hmm. and Naomi made sense. There are there are yeah, yeah. there are these women duos that make sense as tag team champions. But you know, they had the Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler, which I guess is a legitimate tag team. Um, but the other three, they kind of felt like. We're just gonna assemble some people together. Yeah, it was it was clunky. It was clunky and all that. Um, Shotzi is. I don't know how she got a main event. She got to be on WrestleMania. She's still. She does a lot of things. I just. She's very clumsy in the ring and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronda and, and uh, Shayna. I mean, they're good, but Ronda wasn't hundred percent. So no. she didn't really do much. They just kind of showed up at the end and won it. You know. Yeah, what I mean? it was just like I know Raquel and. Um, who, who I like Raquel Raquel. And Liv. Liv. Raquel and Liv could be a nice, solid tag team in that division and all that. They have the players. Just this match didn't feel – it fell out of place. It definitely fell out of place. And this Natalia didn't. is, like, at the point where I'm like, I agree. I've been over Natalia for I, – I can't stand if she has the rift in the beginning. I, I, I get mad at yeah. that. So whenever I hear that, I get mad because it's not Bret Hart. I, I get it because, I mean, it's, it's, her, it's her family. I get the lineage, but it's just like yeah. – yeah, we, don't, we don't yeah. we, we don't got to keep doing favors. No, no, no. Yeah, it was it was a whatever. Like I don't even remember most of the stuff that happened in that match. It just was like, yeah. But let's talk about the women's match that I thought was fantastic. Right, you got big time Becky Lynch, who is tag team champions with mm-hmm. Lita. They have you know, and Lita's friend Trish Stratus is going up against Damage Control. Which I love the Damage Control storyline. I love Bex, and I love Trish and Lita. I mean, like those yeah. are you know very formidable memories that we have as uh, as young men watching wrestling. Chris, oh yeah, so, a lot you of know, you know. <laughs> right? But they were also incredible in ring talent and set the stage for yeah. the women that we have wrestling now. You know what I mean? So it's cool to see them out of the Attitude Era where they were used in a very particular way. Um, and now they get to showcase only their talent. You know what I mean? Isn't They're that crazy their... how far we've come along? Where like yeah. how we, you know, how female they were divas to us, whereas like yeah. you know they're used as you know just models and stuff and all that. Now they actually yeah get... they're play they're playboy models. They're, they're playboy wrestling. Yeah, and like they yeah. they're sexualized and all that. Now they're performers they're they're, they're superstars. superstars they're not divas yeah. anymore they're There's no more like divas big, and all that big time becky lynch is the man you know the man. And, yeah she main evented the first female wrestlemania you know had the first female wrestle you know wrestlemania main event so like that's it's come a long way since we were teenagers and all that girl. yes absolutely and then damage control like i i love their whole vibe i i love um do you, you? Know, the, I, I love damage control. Ah, I'm not feeling it with damage control. You don't think so? Why? I don't feel it. I don't. I just feel like it's time. It's time. I don't think Bailey needs them. I think Bailey's a star. Bailey doesn't need fire. them. I think Bailey's like helping they need to her get them over. Or, you know, they, they but it hasn't worked. I I'm ready think... for them to turn on her. I think that that's going to be. 
That's that, gonna be that could be something, but then that means you would probably have Bailey as a baby face, and then it's like, okay, which, which Bailey, we could have. We haven't had Bailey, have, baby face Bailey. What in a baby long face time. Bailey do you get? Are you gonna get back the inflatable flume? You know, I don't think that you do that. I, I think don't think that you do that. So, like, what does Bailey as a baby face look like without? We don't know, and I think that that's it's intriguing, that's but the appeal. I think that's the appeal of it. It's like, okay, like we've had like the the bad bad girl bailey for a long time and she's always like stabbing people in the back to get her way and i think it would be cool just to see a different side of her without all the the colors and stuff you know no yeah i think something needs to change because i i just damage control i feel like they've uh they're uh they're it's time it's time yeah. to make a change I'm, I'm with you so <laughs> let's talk about edge i'm on the phone i'm sorry it's <laughs> so <laughs> it's all good um so we'll go through these next next few little bit. Um, Edge versus Finn Balor. What did you think of that match? Edge versus Finn. I mean, it got that Finn Balor shot he took. That was gnarly. That was a gnarly hit. Over. Yeah, that was a gnarly hit. To the that wasn't that fake. Was, that was not fake. And I know people people were getting mad because it's like it's a hell in a cell. Why are you stopping? It's like yeah. Guy's head's cracked open, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he showed it after, like his head was split open. Like that was a legit shot and all that. So yeah, you gotta and he up and did the show. Yeah, he finished the match and all that. So like you gotta take care of your first take. This isn't guys, this isn't the nineties and all that. We can't keep thinking, go back to that age and, and think that's how wrestling is because Mick Foley would probably be like, I hope I wish you did stop the match <laughs> when yeah. I got thrown off the cage, all through the cage and all that. So like, but uh it was solid and all that, you know. What do you think about Edge game. lately, man? Like, is it done? Is, is, is it done? You think it's time? Yeah, I think he's getting close to the to the end and all that. So, um, it's uh, he he's been uh, I'm happy he came back. I'm happy he's back and, and hey, he's able to have this run because he got robbed of it for a, few, a lot of years. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, it was it could have been better and all that and all that, but um, I thought Finn should have won. I thought yeah. Finn should have won and all that went over, but uh, you know, it was what it was. It was it was solid. All right, so speaking of solid, uh, Bel Air versus Oscar. What do you think? What do you think of the match? I wanted Oscar to win. I'm not gonna lie. I, I knew I, I, how they booked Oscar's been <clears throat> hasn't been great. So I kind of and the way Bianca is portrayed, she's kind of like the female like Brock Lesnar. Like she's just unstoppable right now, and yeah, <clears throat> she needs a character change. I feel like eventually she needs to go heel and just be that dom, like be the Roman Reigns. Like yeah. she hasn't lost in, I think she hasn't lost in a year. Who's the, uh, the, 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 re- the AEW women's champ. You know what I'm talking about? The AEW. Oh, that's a good question. I know the TNT. Is it Jade? Is it, is Jay it Jade Cargill is the TNT. I don't even know the AEW women's champ. Oh, it's, um, oh, I forgot her name, but I know the TNT champion. Cause I, yeah, just, I'm sorry. The TNT Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill she, is a TNT champion. Yeah. It would be cool to see something. Like that, Jade Cargo. She I don't know feels she's more not. like a Jade feels more like a WWE wrestler. That's what I'm saying. I don't know AEW how wrestler. I don't know how WWE isn't like. Here's a lot of money. Well, I think <laughs> I think if whenever her free agency is, I think she's someone that they're gonna throw money at her because they feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's she's a, she could be she's a star in AEW, but I feel like if she gets to WWE, they're gonna the way you see how they they uh, like her and her, MJF or like. They're holding yeah. that. They're holding yeah. that down. Oh yeah, yeah. They're definitely holding that down and all that. Um, but Jay but Bianca be- is kind of like in that, 
like how we were just talking with um uh excuse me bailey you know what i mean mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of dancing a lot of happy very talented that's what i'm saying she needs more of an yeah. edge because i think I'll, yeah. i think she's gonna eventually if she keeps winning people are gonna get tired of it and i think people are getting a little tired of it and you kind of need that that switch I also know, so just love Oscar. Oscar is like one of my favorite wrestlers. She's, she's one of the best ever, and all. Yeah. It just it just feels like it always feels like with WWE when they have you know Japanese wrestlers, they just can never give them the chance to be the guy, the guy or the girl. And mm-hmm. you see that with Shinsuke. Like I thought Shinsuke should have been the WWE champion when when he fought Jinder Mahal, yeah. and they had Jinder Mahal win and all that. You know, um, but uh, they they they're still trying to figure out. They've been better with how yeah. they how they um book there she's been a champion team. before you she's know. been a champion but she's she's oh and five in wrestlemania i believe she's never That's, won a wrestlemania match which is kind of weird but she's also had one of the longest undefeated streaks in w so yeah it is weird that you would see yeah. that but i thought it was a decent match i just feel like there's a lot of clumsy moments though you know what i mean between the two of them mm-hmm. i don't know if it's just like a chemistry thing between them but it felt like they fumbled a lot in, in the match, it's, it's it's two different styles, and all they got one is an athletic person, one is more of like a strong style type of wrestler. So those sometimes yes. those two don't always those two those type of arcs don't really blend. But um, it it was all right. It was all right. It was a, yeah, it was a fun match. So two more matches to discuss. Let's talk about the triple threat because I felt like that stole the show at night one. Uh, you had Gunther, who is also on an incredible hot streak right now. And then you got the the Banger Brothers with uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Is, they, is, that was just the most fun I ever saw, dude. Just be like beating the crap out of each other. This was exactly how I wanted it to be. It was exactly how it, it, it came out. And this was when you have three guys like this who are just legit ass kickers and just know how to beat each other up. You're like, I know everybody likes high flying and all. They want the technical moral, but sometimes you just want guys to just beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. Exactly what you see the guy's chest and all that. And you got a long match too you, for, yeah. a, for a brawl. They had it, and and you see some athleticism, especially with Drew. Drew is a Drew is a freak athlete. Like the mm-hmm. fact that he can do what he did, jumping out of the rig, doing the kip ups the, and yeah, yeah, the kick ups he can do. He, I think he's going to eventually get back in the in the world title scene. But um, I think all three guys. Are, the top of the card is so deep now. Though, yeah, man. I think Gunther is eventually he's gonna be the champ, the next heel champion. Yeah, he's going to be the next. You have to put him as a champion. He's so young and so good. They he's, rebranded him from Walter to Gunther. Like and people were so him. mad at the name, like, oh, he's changing his name to guys. Like, you'll get over it. It's a, it's yeah, you'll get over the name change because guess what? He's because people got mad. <laughs> it's crazy. People got mad and he changed his name and he got healthier. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he got more in shape and people were like yeah. oh i liked him when he was fat it was like well he doesn't like when he's fat and yeah. the company said yeah you gotta lose a little for lbs and guess what you know you listen and guess he's what? one of the, the best, best decision the best decision he did was do that and he's in great shape and he can go 40 minutes he can do an hour long you know mm-hmm. um and he just went and he, he went the distance at um Royal Rumble, you know. Yeah, and, and he was getting booked solid even with, with uh when Vince was taken over. Now with Triple H, that Triple H built booked them tremendous in, in NXT UK and NXT. He's gonna be the next heel champion. He is he has the look, he has the presence, he has the real like it feels like you're literally getting <laughs> your ass beat by him. Like yeah. he makes it feel real. All three of those guys make it feel like, oh, like some of the punches they were great. laying on. I was like, 
Oh, that was a little stiff. That was a little yeah. stiff and all that. Like they make it feel real. Sheamus has always been that way. Drew's been that way, and Gunther is uh, Sheamus ever going to win match. the Intercontinental Championship? I think eventually. I think, I think how I would do it is SummerSlam. I thought, I thought that was going to be it. I thought, I legitimately I th- thought there were a couple moments where it was like Sheamus is. I actually, over in this match I right actually now. thought, I actually said that Gunther's going to win because it's his first WrestleMania. I don't want him losing his first WrestleMania. Yeah. I want it to be one. I it want him to get the first. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the precedent. Like he's, and if you want to do a streak, or even if you want to do something like that, like little thing like that, like Seamus can get his win, get let me get him at WrestleMania, but th- this should be Gunther Gunther's uh, win for sure. Uh, he, he, he definitely earned that win and all that. Those guys have had their wins. It's going to be hard to see him lose though. After a match like that, it's like who beats him? You know, what's crazy. I like had my little own thoughts, like just him drop the belt. Like, Hey, I'm going on to bigger and better things. I'm going after the champion world championship. So whoever mm. the next babyface champion, whoever finally beats Roman, if that happens, belt versus like, belt, maybe like he in theory, something like that, or, or you know he loses in a triple threat match where he doesn't get pinned. You know, mm. I think that's the way you have you. I don't think you could have him lose. You know, just straight up. Yeah. You know, um, like a clean finish and all that. I think it's got to be a triple threat match where he doesn't get pinned or he just says. I'm going after the, especially if they split the belts. Now, if you split the belts, it's easier to do. So if you have, eventually, if you do have. He and Rollins split, might be good too, like an intercontinental championship. With those, yeah. And if you, you know, on SmackDown, he, him, he got three, two guys he just fought yesterday. Yeah. He, he can, he can go have world title a few times with Sheamus and, and, and McIntyre and all that. So he's got an abundance of opponents, but I think he's the next heel champion. Um, Especially if they split it, he'll definitely win championship by this year. So depending on what they do with the belts, if they're going to split it or they're going to keep having whoever wins, if whoever wins next, keep both belts, which I don't think they're going to do. I think they're eventually going to split it and all that. But he's the next heel champion. He's that dude. Uh, he, he's that good. Very nice. All right, so last one, man. This is where we get disappointed. Roman Reigns has been – has headlined – he he's headlined and defended successfully his WWE uh, undisputed heavyweight championships for three straight manias. Uh, all roads lead to Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes was had to build up to to win. Like we're hearing stories about like how if if Roman were to lose, he would take a break from the company. I don't know if that played a part in ultimately how the booking happened, but despite a number of moments like Cody Rhodes had probably like the most like heartfelt entrance into a match. Oh yeah. Um, he grabbed the baby. I was like, oh. and the baby, well, and the baby. That was also a sign too. Like, wait, why is he doing this? And now somebody just mentioned this and it was a good point. They're like, you know, then they said, this is why I felt like Roman was going to He's Like, why are they doing him holding the baby before and not after? That's something you would say. They're like, mm, something is that like it? a, is this because we know how we know how WWE is. Cody Rhodes recently is an AEW guy and there have been like every once in a while, like AEW will have a week where they like have an over, have an overnight against WWE. It doesn't happen as much nowhere. It's not the WCW days, yeah, right? No, no, definitely not. But every once in a while, like MJF will do something and they'll be like, Oh, this is why, you know, not everybody likes WWE. Do you think there's a little bit of that to where it's like the WWE dude who has been undefeated for like forever is not about to lose in his first time, not his first match against an AEW product. I want We've seen it before. I've seen, seen it before, before. So that's not a crazy, I like speculation that maybe they were just like, Hey, 
not right now, but if it should have been though, because it, it just made been. sense though. Like the they story, had the whole dusty thing going on. You have the dusty thing and all that, and like that's just the one title that's a loot. That's why he left AEW because mm-hmm. he felt like I'm missing something. I want to be the WWE champion. That's always been my goal. Yes, I left there. I became a bigger star to, and I put myself in a position to maybe one day be in this position. Mm-hmm. The story was there. Even if you weren't a big Cody Rhodes guy and you don't think he can be a face of a company, the story was there. The story should have been... To me, WrestleMania is the end. It's the culmination of a it's story. the culmination of a story. And then you rebuild the stories again at summer. I always felt like that's how... They that's the thing them. is like, how do you... Like everything was built up for WrestleMania. How does the... How are we supposed to continue to invest in Cody Rhodes's determination to be a, a champion after yeah. all the buildup that we had, the performance that he had? Like it just felt like it was his time. It it, it was. I thought it was his time, and it, it should have. We had been. the Usos intervene, and then Sammy and KO came in and even yeah, the odds. So you thought that won the match? Yeah. yeah. Then you kick out Solo in the beginning, and I was like, oh, they're gonna because Robin's always cheated. And yeah. he's always cheated. So I was like, oh, they kicked Any out means Solo. Necessary. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then when Cody has him, you know, has him for the finisher, I was like, oh, my God. It's going to happen. He hit him once. He hit him twice. I was like, oh, it's going to And then Paul Heyman gets yes. up. I was like, when Paul Heyman got I was like, what's going to happen? And then That doesn't always happen. And then Solo it, comes in with the Solo. hoodie and hits him with the spike. And then I'm still waiting because even you're like, all right. All right, the finish happens and all, and you're like, okay, something else, like, on if someone's gonna come out and be like, no, 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 this isn't how it's gonna end. Mm-hmm. We saw what you did, you cheated solo, you're out, get out of the building, yeah. out completely out, and restart the match. And then, is there gonna boom, be boom. a, is there a fourth person? Is there gonna be a fourth person that comes in? I've always kind of one, I've been wondering that for weeks now, like where we've had. The, the bloodline versus against, you know, it's Cody Rhodes and then Sammy and KO. But the bloodline face, has yeah. had has had yeah. the, the solo Sokoa. There's only and, one guy. Who's there's the, only who's one that? guy that can that can help Cody to this level, and it's it's the rock. There's no one else. I thought you were gonna say Orton, maybe. I don't Orton wouldn't Orton would Orton be cool. has the, the family lineage, but Orton he also you know, destroyed legacy at the end and, and Cody and all that. So like, but the rock being like, Hey, you're calling yourself against his, tribal own, chief? against his own family. Cause he can feel like, well, yeah, you, well, who does the rock belt. is the rock facing solo though. So like who, no, who it doesn't even have to be the rock. He just, he just, he has Cody's back because okay. he's like, he tells Roman like, Hey, well, yeah, you've been champion, but you've also cheated along that way you've had your help from all these other guys so are you truly the head of the table and all that mm. why don't you do this when it's just you two amano amano mm. you know something to that extent it has to be now that they put themselves in this position they have to do something that's bigger because what's bigger than wrestlemania there's nothing bigger. We're, so everybody just like hang tight because we're recording this on monday like while raw is going on so like they're yeah. very well there might be the answer happening. Like they're, as they're, they're, they right. did have something happen in the beginning, but I didn't. I, I didn't get to listen to it, so I listened to it back. But something happened. I don't know what happened. Um, and someone else came out. I don't want to give spoilers out. Um, but since when is this group getting dropped? 
Oh, it's uh, it's dropping tomorrow morning. So tomorrow this airs morning. on Tuesday morning. Yeah. So like Brock came out. So I don't know mm. what happened there. So I'm gonna have to rewind and see what happened. But um, maybe he gets like it. He needs someone of significance, Cody, to have his back because you cheated to win. And that's yeah. and and I don't know if that's the way they're gonna go because if I'm Cody, I'm like storyline wise, like bro, I beat you. Yeah, I had you beat. I've you're the I'm the closest to have beaten you, and you needed the bloodline to help you out. Every every trick you could pull, you pulled it. Yes, so mm-hmm. they should have just ended. But I'm gonna. I also am like I'm gonna go with this. The storyline's been good. I'm gonna go with this, even though I should have culminated at wrestlemania give cody mm. his moment because at the end of the day you sh- the fan you, sh- you gotta let the fans go home happy because yeah. i know there's a lot of fans that like they were they were pissed they were pissed because wrestlemania that. was pretty much on script up until that match i feel like most people would it was a great wrestlemania and it still was it still it was, was still- that was a great main event that was still but the finish and guess what it's it's, it's like anything else hey everything could be great you for talking three about quarters, it for three quarters it could be the best thing, but it's how it ends. Everything that's how it ends. It's like but the main event of a off. boxing match. The whole yeah. card could be great, but if the, the main event UFC and anything, the main event stinks. You're like, eh, yeah, it was good, but damn, that main event. That was. That but was what's good. but what's Eric Bischoff say about controversy? Creates cash. Creates so, cash. So especially with now you have a new ownership. They just sold the company. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, they're they're, maybe they're like, yeah. hey, let's keep this thing going. Roman as the guy, get him to a thousand days. I know maybe that's a big thing because that's a big milestone. No that's only about time. a month and a half away. And that's not so. too far away where no. you can still keep Cody a hot. Because mm-hmm. I think Cody's the guy to beat the to beat Roman. I still think I think no he's got to like, have a little bit like so he's got like a nice guy streak. I want to see him get. get yeah. I want to see him get mean now. I want to see maybe this mean. comes out. Maybe that that aggression because he's always coming out. He's smiling. He's telling the fans how much he misses. Now it's like okay. Now you got a month get to get mean. a mean streak. And mm-hmm. now that we had that, maybe the fans are still. I think the fans will still be on your side. And whether it's at Backlash in Puerto Rico or SummerSlam, then we do it. So I, I'm still riding with it. It's disappointing that he didn't, but. I'm gonna keep going it because it's it's still been a good storyline. I'm gonna watch anyway. That's what I'm gonna like watch. Them. I'm gonna watch regardless. I've been saying I'm not gonna watch, and I've had my moments where I won't watch for like a few months. But I'm always yeah. like, I'm always looking at the corner, like I'm not watching. Every anymore. time I think I'm out, they pull yeah. me back in. Yeah, because yeah. Steven, I didn't watch wrestling from 2003 to 2010. Legit I had seven a long, years. I had I went a long seven years too. without watching because you know also you go through that stretch. We all go through yeah. that teenage stretch mm-hmm. where like wrestling gets gets boring corny and all that and then like it's crazy the older you get you're like oh no why did i stop watching this this, I like this is great storytelling Every, yeah. it feels like a lot of people go through that phase of wrestling where like mm-hmm. they have their teenage because it's like oh, everything's corny when you're a teenager your parents are corny when you're a teenager but then you get older <laughs> you're like oh i need you i yeah. need you more than i thought yeah. <laughs> you know but it's yeah. like wrestling it's the same thing with wrestling and it's like it, it, it's crazy how much that does it but like it, it the overall wrestlemania was great I had a good the, time. The ending, the ending wasn't so hot and all that, but um, not a Hollywood you know, ending. Uh, not a Hollywood ending, but or is it? And Hollywood, you know, you know, sometimes not even Hollywood movies ends the way you want to. But we'll see. This is a continuing story and all that. And even Triple H said, "Hey, that doesn't mean it's over. It's just we're on to the next chapter. It may not yeah. be the best chapter, but now it gets you. Like, maybe, maybe in a way, maybe need to let it marinate a little bit." 
couple yeah. days not watching it and be like, okay, let the dust try, to, try yeah. to figure out. Okay, what? Okay, maybe not what I would have done, but maybe they go if they go this way and make. That's what we got to see. If in two months and we come back here and nothing happened, then we'd be like, oh, they made a terrible decision. But maybe we come back yeah. to them and like, oh, wow. I didn't think they would go this way, but actually what they did was smart. And we got to let it marinate. Wrestling, you have to let, it's like a soap opera, right? We get mad at the, but it's like, let's let it marinate. Let's let it sit for a little bit. Let's see how it feels in, in, a, in, a, in a month or two and see if it makes sense. Because even with something like the bloodline stuff, some of it yeah. didn't make sense, but then you let it rock and you're like, the Sami Zayn didn't. I'm like, that's stupid. Why would they let yeah. him in? And now, now he's playing. Now, now he's, he's, he's main eventing yeah. night one at WrestleMania, and he's the biggest baby face and maybe the biggest baby face in the company. So sometimes yeah, maybe you let it right. You know, it, it's upsetting because I think you wanted Cody to get that moment because mm-hmm. he's been fighting it, but that, but also doesn't mean it over. It's not over. You yep. can get that moment. You know, at the Garden, they have events coming at the Garden because he's always said, "I want to win the title at the Garden." That's where his dad almost won it. Yeah. You know, and, and they get you know. So maybe he gets at the guarded and all that and all that. And it felt like WrestleMania was the moment, but we'll see what happens, man. Like you said, man, we'll see what happens. But Chris, dude, it's uh this was a, a, a great time, dude. This was everything I always a pleasure, bro. More, always man. fun. Always fun yeah. shopping up. When you told me you wanted me on, I was it was an honor. So uh, I'm happy to to uh to come on and chop it up with you talking a little, you know, NBA draft, talk wrestling. Doesn't get any better. That, you know, never forget where you come from, right? Like we've always we've been wrestling come fans, along, we've been basketball fans. Yeah, come a long forget. way. Think about that. I always think about that. Sometimes you gotta pinch yourself. Like, hey, man, we've, done, we've done some cool things, you know, along this journey, this podcast yeah. journey. Like it's, you know, people. Everybody wants instant gratification, but we, we put in the work and all that, and you know, sometimes good things happen where you're able to do some cool things. So, you know, uh, it's it's been fun to see how far we've come along. Absolutely, bro. And hey, it it's. It's still happening. You it's know? still happening. It's still a lot more things We're to accomplish and all that. Yeah. No, it's still it's like hey, it's like wrestling. You, like wrestling. Going. Yeah. you keep going and all that. But yeah, man, it was a pleasure, bro. I really had yeah, a Yeah, this episode's been a shoot, dude. So let's uh let's let the folks know where they can find you and your work, man, and anything that you got going on. Yeah, man. You can uh follow me at off the ball pod. That's where I'm most active and all that, you know, talking all things basketball, whatever. Whatever comes to my mind, I'm just with <laughs> basketball related, you know, uh uh, follow me there. Follow Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Off the Ball Network is where I have I post a lot of shows and all the great content. Follow Off the Ball Network, OTB underscore Network on Twitter, uh, Facebook page. Go like the Facebook page. Uh, give us a sub on YouTube. Trying to get to 400, 400 subs on there. Um, um, and OffTheBallNetwork.com. Got a lot, got a lot of good things coming up. Me and uh, me and my guy Nick are working on a. Chris Weber piece that we're going to have coming out soon. Going to post some my draft stuff now that, uh, you know, fortunately the last, you know, coming to the end of college basketball season, you know, could post more draft stuff and all that. But, um, yeah, follow me there, man. Uh, like I said, appreciate you having me, bro. Yeah, dude. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad that we are able to do this. But uh, for anyone who wants to follow me, they can do so on Twitter at Stephen G Hoops. I uh, just had a piece released not too long ago about Jordan Miller and uh, how I project. I yeah, he, Miller. he's a he's a dude. I the, the, I love your guys' stuff. I literally get a cup of coffee, put, go in my emails and and read it because you, you learn something new every day. So that that's one thing you guys really do is and you make it enjoyable. It's not just like well, this guy just just like strict mm-hmm. like it's a it's you add a little flavor to it. That's what's good. People just people want to know about these players, but they want you want to get a little spice to so make it entertaining, not just like yeah. broad like oh he's good in pick and roll and 
you get a little spice to it. That's what I think you guys stand out so much. Well, I appreciate that, man. And, uh, you know, like I said, that Jordan Miller piece at, at NoSailingsNBA.com. Uh, subscribe, like Chris is saying, man, like you can get content delivered to your email every day um, throughout the week for absolutely free. Um, not a lot of places that can say that, you know, and then please, while you're listening to the podcast, like, share, subscribe, rate, and review, all that fun stuff. It goes a long way. And just be sure to tune in tomorrow for Nick and the Deep Dives pod. I hear he's got uh, a great episode lined up with a very special guest. So be sure to listen to that. And then, you know, we got the draft deck on Thursday and then the No Ceilings NBA flagship podcast on Friday is going to drop. So and we're going to have great content uh, throughout the rest of the season. So uh, be sure to follow everything that we going on. Follow us on Twitter at No Ceilings NBA. Go to um, No Ceilings TV on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel there. We've got a lot of finals videos being posted out that way as well. So, uh, Chris, I don't think that I have anything else to talk about. So why don't we go ahead and wrap this up, man? Just uh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. And thank you for all the beautiful people who are watching and listening. And we'll catch up with y'all next time. Much love, y'all.